With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to Footballers. This is Season 3, Episode 29. And this week, I am joined by the usual crew. Paul, how are you this week, dude? I am very good. Very good. Good day at work today. Spent some time with family. Spent much time on FIFA? This weekend, yeah, I've played a fair bit. It's been, um, I'm not going to say too much about it, but the gameplay wasn't great. In Weekend League, Rivals, it was phenomenal. Really fun. Yeah, you're not the only one that's saying things about Weekend League. I've heard from quite a few people from all around the world that Weekend League servers were just melting this weekend. I don't know why specifically. Maybe this promo's got people reinvigorated. What do you think about it, Matt? I haven't had those troubles with, with Weekend League. Perhaps it was when I played. I kind of divvied up my my session between a little bit on Saturday afternoon and then a little bit on Sunday evening, but no problem, generally speaking. I, I quite enjoyed my my session. I got a few giggles along the way, as we're probably about to find out. Yeah, that's a nice segue because uh, I wasn't really sure how I was going to do this, so I'm just going to get right to it. We're going to kick off this week's show with some hate mail that Mets received, and this wasn't just your average hate mail. This was hate voicemail messages, <laughs> which are really great. You've got mail. I'm not saying that this is Nepenthes at all, but it definitely sounds a lot like Nepenthes. Full disclosure, this is not Nepenthes. This is purely for fun. Mets, can you explain how the situation went down? Sure. So I'm about halfway through my weekend league. So this is like game 10, 11, something like that. Nothing particularly remarkable. I managed to go 3-0 up within about 30 in-game minutes. Uh Nothing out of the ordinary in how I was playing, all the goals I scored. You know, it, it was a, a little bit of delay, but not the kind of stuff that was game-breaking or anything. And after I scored the third goal, you kind of expect them, you might quit, you might not. But what you proceeded to do was just start scoring own goals. And I'm like, why is he doing what that? fucking idiot. Um, it's just why taking longer to force a quit than just going to the menu and quitting. So... Yeah. After he scored the third own goal, I think that auto kicked him from the game. And I just sent him a message because he was on Xbox saying, uh, why not quit or something to that effect? Question mark. Just very mm-hmm. succinct. And that's when we got uh, the golden nugget back in the form of a uh, an audio message. He sent quite a few of these messages and you shared these with me in private. And I decided to, you know, for the sake of community and, and involvement and entertainment purposes, I made a little montage with it. And um, I'll put a little music to it just to kind of set the mood, but let's just play it and we'll, we'll hear what he had to say about how terrible your gameplay was and how shitty of a player you are. <laughs> Mate, why am I going to quit against some bum that has zero skill that in 2023 has to rely on sweaty goals and I have a delay since kickoff, but I'm not lagging. So what's going on there? The thing that's going on is the game scripted in your favour by EA. So, congratulations on thinking you're good, mate. But you win due to the same thing that EA have been doing for the last four years. Makes sense. 
okay you clown so now we want to try taking the high road after relying on ea's script and sweaty goals in 2023 you send me a message telling me to just quit now you want to try taking the high road no need to be upset with me mate i just play mate hold on hold on yes you play you score sweaty goals which a five-year-old can do which requires zero skill like i said you aren't on my school level now, don't try to take the high road about no need to be upset with you, because when you message someone after you win, under stupid circumstances, when EA script you the win and gift you the win, and then you tell the person, like, hey. Shut up, bitch! Oh my god! Yeah, I mean, the whole thing's just, just very weird. It's not like... It's very fucking weird. Full on rage. It's more of like a, a serious breakdown of tragic circumstances as to why he couldn't beat me for some reason. So this guy's probably hiding in your bushes, man. I wasn't mad at him, like for sending me the message or anything, because it was it sounded quite serious in a weird kind of way. So very weird. As I say, he starts banging in the own goals. I send him just a plain message saying, "Why not quit?" Question mark. We get a few messages, and then I reply back to him midway through that saying, "No need to be mad at me, mate. I'm just playing." Like he's accusing me of being a sweat and all this stuff. And then he, he just continues to, to go off. It's very weird, but um, that guy, he seriously thought he'd been been wronged and that I'm a sweaty player. And I'm like the least sweaty player on the planet in terms of like following the meta and all that shit. You know, there was no like cutbacks or anything, no uh, mm. pacey through ball goals or anything like that. It was just... Just normal play as far as I was concerned. No dodgy corner routines or anything like that. He must do this to every person he plays against. It's very strange. How fucking miserable. My first question is, can you send voice messages on Xbox? You can. No way. I've been missing this for the last five years. If you open up like a message prompt, there's a little microphone icon at the bottom next to where you would type in. I've never noticed it before either. I'd, oh. That's the first time I've ever been sent a voice note on Xbox. Yeah, it's now my favourite thing to do. I haven't even started yet. Mm-hmm. But but um, yeah, the guy's absolutely raging, isn't it? He's like, this game's that fucked in your favour. And those sweaty goals, Matt, that a five-year-old could score, but he can't score them. Like, it just gets people mad, doesn't it? But... Sending voice messages is just that's a new level of hate. Next level, I love it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what 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 you was talking about with the whole sweatiness. I was playing Paul Pogba at striker. <laughs> I don't know what I could have done that was remotely sweaty under those circumstances. It was it was so weird. I don't think I had a, a single player in my team with above ninety pace or anything like that. It couldn't have been less sweaty, but it still triggered him somehow. So. Mm. So I love is, it. I wish we had shit like that every week to talk about because that's great. Yeah. If anybody out there gets any awesome voice messages like that, send them Please. our way. They're my new favorite thing. Yeah. I wish we could make that a weekly thing if we had enough of them. Or maybe we could just save them up and do an entire pod dedicated to, to yeah. voicemail hate. It'd be great too. Yeah. So we got that out of the way. You know, I did get some hate mail of my own earlier in the week. Did I show you guys the video? I think I tweeted it from the uh, footballer's Twitter page, the guy was, he was down 2-0 in the 11th minute and he quit and told me that I was relying on the AI. Oh, yes. When clearly he couldn't defend worth a flying fuck. Couldn't score either. But yeah, people just, they find any reason to 
blame everything but themselves at this game. And I get it. If you get wrapped up, you're tilted, you're just pissed off at everything, and, and it's, it's all going wrong for you. But at the end of the day, take a little bit of responsibility. Get good. It's one of them, and it like these games where it don't go in your favor, all the bounces go to your opponent. But yeah. over a weekend, it evens itself out, doesn't it? And that's why, like, I used to get upset about that shit, but now I just think, well, you know, I use gold Pogba. I'm getting more than my fair share of good bounces. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So it, you can't get mad, can you? If you do have team of the year Mbappe, those bounces tend to go your way more than others, yeah. you know. There is certain players in there that just send bounces your way, certain ones that just have that extra bit of the stickiness. Yeah, mm. they've got it. Let's talk about foot fantasy and the heroes associated with them as well. You know, me and Wise talked about it a couple of days ago, and that was fresh right after it came out. Now we've got the mini release, we've got more information and some clarification on how these cards upgrade. So if you're not sure how these cards upgrade, you can go to fifauteam.com, check out the link that's in the show notes. Also, in the Footballers Discord, there's a channel dedicated to live cards. So heroes can get up to two upgrades, and they're going to get the first upgrade will come once they get a win in their next six games, and the second upgrade would come if they avoid defeat in the next six games. But these games don't start until March 17th. So anything that happens until then is completely irrelevant. So if you see these cards dipping off of a game that doesn't even count because people are confused, maybe take advantage of that. What would you say to that, Paul? Because I did notice Janola, he was already super, super high when he first came out. But when City went ahead on Newcastle, his price did dip two or 300K for a bit. And I thought it might've been confusion in the community, but he kind of bounced back. So it would have been a good buying opportunity. Yeah, I think Isak dipped a bit a weekend as well. Um, George just put the get plus three traits as well with a with a final upgrade. But um, Correct. I like these cards. I really do. Um, but not yet. I like them in about two or three weeks time because like you say, we, the games start on the 17th. We get one batch of games and then we have international break, which, you know, gives us an even bigger gap then. Um, you know, and we, we're tracking on there towards, you know, after foot birthday then. So it's going to be April, mid-April probably by the time some of these are getting upgraded. But I do love these cards. It's good to have cards that, are, you know, you can take a gamble on a couple. There's loads of fluctuations on them as well, which is always good for trading. And they've, you know, they've picked some decent cards. Um, I love Ginola. It's just too high. Um, Crouch way with five stars. Yeah, way too high. Crouch with five-star skills. Kewel, Cordoba. Ledley King, I think he's one of the better value heroes. I think at like 450, um, it'll be a good card. Well, it's already a good card. It'll just be a, a really, really good card with some upgrades. But like I say, we've got a lot of cards to come between now and when these um, when these start getting their upgrades. So I would probably hold off on buying any just yet. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think Ginola's price is so incredibly high. I mean... He's a plus two, which granted, plus two normally doesn't sound like a lot, but for this card, that's a pretty meaningful upgrade. I get it. But is it really worth spending 
800 to 1,000% premium for a plus two Janola, in your opinion, Matt? It's not worth it, but once you get to this sort of level in the market, you're paying enormous premiums just to get that little bit of extra edge boost, right? Because there aren't that many cards on that level. And I guess there's also the fact that the other variants of Janola are tried and tested, pretty much universally loved in the community, so it's not so much of a risk in terms of am I getting what I'm expecting when I pay X amount, you will do. Every version of Genoa in this game is a pain in the arse. So this one's just going to be off the chain and I haven't encountered any of them in Rivals or Weekend League yet, so I'm sure they're pretty scarce as they probably should be. But um, it annoys me ever so slightly. I've said this before, so I won't waste too much time on it, but Genoa has now become like a top five player in the whole game and he certainly wasn't anywhere near that level in real life. But you know, we can just celebrate it's another fun card in the game that we all kind of like. So that's cool. But uh, it would be nice if they were just a little bit more true to life in terms of where they sort of fit into the power curve. Um, I dare say uh, Crouchy probably should be a little bit better than he was considering the impact he had throughout his career and and then you got someone like Lars Ricken who basically rocked up for one Champions League final, scored a goal and then disappeared for much of his career. So anyway, it's it's a little bit silly, but did players like Genoa and Cap de Vier really need even more boosts? They were already so OP and ridiculous and probably the best players in their respective positions, but now you can get them even better. So knock yourselves out. They didn't need it, but we know why he's there sells packs it's 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 an easy win for ea in terms of delivering mm-hmm. new content cards that people have already used for the most part or really liked and i've used the normal hero captivia early on absolutely fantastic haven't had a chance to use the world cup one but play against him just about every game he's like the the universally like applauded left back all the top teams seem to have him and Really good defensively, excellent going forward as well. Really tough to play against. So if you happen to get one of these, any of them, they're going to have a big impact on your team, I think, especially once they start getting upgraded. Let's pump the brakes on best left back. Come on, don't dethrone Mendy like that. <laughs> we barely talk about Mendy this this season. He He's obviously been kept in cold storage, ready for the big sort of just before team of the season promo. Yeah, I just, I feel like people get tired of hearing me talk about him. I'm still waiting on a Fellaini. Mm. You think we get one this year? <laughs> if, if EA stick to their normal schedule of releasing the same content year in, year out, then yes, we probably should do. It's been more the year of the Rabiot, as far as lumpy midfielders go, where he doesn't normally get special cards, but he's had a couple this year. So that kind mm. of uh, pleased me for the first half of the game, and now we need like an OP Fellaini to stir it up a little bit. Need someone to, to go to war with Hullet. In midfield. What about Manchester United's lumping they got against Liverpool and Vout's would-be upgrade vanished very quickly? I've never seen non-Man United fans be so upset at them losing. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone (laughs) seems to have done this SBC, fully expecting them to romp it. Oh dear. There won't be many with with, um, Harvey, what's his name, in in the showdown plus. My Twitter feed is mostly just dedicated to FIFA you know football fixtures and sports cards trading but my my twitter feed was on fire the other day and it's it's crazy when you see like and this isn't a, a direct jab at united fans but it just seems like that 
the United fan base reminds me so much of the Dallas Cowboys. Like everybody loves them. And when they're doing great, they're going to win it all until they lose a game. And it's like, they're back to just being complete and utter dog shit. And they hate them again. It's, it's such a weird, weird dynamic. They have such a large fan base, but they're so like here today, gone tomorrow. I feel like. I think because anyone who supported United before the last 10 years have been used to them winning. And then this new generation of Man United fans aren't used to them winning, but still have the same expectancy of them to win. It's been kind of like coached into them a little bit. So yeah, Dallas Cowboys, any excuse to get a little bit over ambitious, a little bit over optimistic. They, they leap all over it and they, they don't know what to do with themselves when it, when they get uh, egg on their face, so to speak. So, yeah, has to. Unfortunately, they have to suffer the same misery as just about every other football fan. You know that they're not the uh, title-winning machine of the Ferguson days, and uh, yeah, seven 0 against anyone's embarrassing. Never mind your biggest rivals, and uh, but aside from that, we have missed out on what would have been one of the most interesting cards in this year's game cycle by not getting the upgraded Beghorst. That in itself is a tragedy. Mm. Yeah, it would have been an insane card to get a plus two. I mean, it already looks like an insane card. It's kind of how I felt about Locatelli. It's a pain in the arse card. Um, it's not for everybody. Very specialist, I would say, although I see a lot of people who I wouldn't necessarily expect to be playing Matt Meta talking about it in Discord and loving it. Um, it's not as it is right now, and obviously it's not getting upgraded now. It, it's not something that was ever going to force its way into my first 11. I think uh, De Ketelaire does a better job of what I would want that kind of card to do. Um, you can do more with it and it's you know, equally as, as strong and probably a little bit quicker. Um, but it is a cool card. It's one that will sit on the bench and I can bring on in emergencies. But yeah, I would have really loved to have seen how that would play with, with all the upgrades, whether it was good as last year's showdown, which was so much fun. Since we're talking about SPCs, let's talk about the latest SPCs that we got over the last, I guess, three days, we have this new one that came out today, this out of position, and I'm going to fuck this up. Kayera? Kayera? He's from Ghana, Bundesliga. Have you guys had a look at him? Yeah, didn't look remarkable in any way, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when I saw the card, I was like, oh, look, a new out of position card. And I was like, wait. Hmm. Okay. I mean, it's 100K. I feel like that card's bit meh for 100k at this point considering all the other cards we have available to us but hey if uh that helps you get good chemistry in your bundesliga squad go for it we did get a um titty he's usually very good i know the last year he didn't have as good a year in foot have you guys done this sbc or have you tried him no i was about to pull the trigger and then i decided to buy scrinia instead because i think once that one's upgraded that'll be a, a truly dominant center back whereas on TT, it'll be good. And if you need your Serie A French links, very useful. You won't get anything good from the club link, though, unfortunately. So it's kind of dead in that respect. No one's rocking any Lecce players this year, apart from Wise, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's one of those, if, you, if you've if you got the fodder, you want to stick it in something, it'll, it'll do a job. But um, there's probably better equivalent players on the market for not too much more money. And I think for 250k, screening is pretty much guaranteed to be a boss centre-back in a couple of weeks' time, as Paul was saying. Um, so I decided to plumb for that one instead. And 
so far so good very very solid quick and will only get better so looking forward to that yeah and i would even say like i mean i know he's a little bit more expensive than um titty but the ledley king hero card that came out you guys mentioned it earlier he looks very good and he's not too much more expensive relatively to that card and he has chances for some good upgrades as well i would go with that option considering that he's got better links and better stats are we going to talk about al jabbar are we excited about him or do we not give a shit i don't give a shit I don't give a shit. I've played against that one. It, he's he's yeah. he's difficult. He's quick and much better finishing than you saw on his his base hero card, which I used at the beginning of the game. I think if you've got a World Cup Al Aloran, it's it's an obvious one to do to to link it to that and and have the nice uh, uh, can boost from from using those. But if you don't have him, uh, I don't see much point because you're not going to link him to anyone else from Saudi, right? So. CR7, right? From the same Maybe, league? Maybe, I guess, if they do a special CR7 towards the end of the game. I haven't seen a CR7 in months in any competitive Well, that inform that he got last week, I think it's under 100k, am I right? Yeah. There's a reason it's under 100k, isn't there? Yeah, a lot of it has to do with links, but it's just still, I mean, a CR7 card in general being under 100k after being out for only a week is pretty insane. But I'm old school. Uh, let's talk about icon SPCs, the choices we've gotten recently. Last time we were on, we talked about Fernando Torres and how that was the latest choice, but we have some new choices since then. What are we thinking about the current situation with icon SPCs? I feel like it's kind of going downhill when it should be going uphill. What do you think, Paul? Yeah, I think they had opportunities with these, you know, during the showdowns. We got Vidic. Um, it's not the best Vidic card, so that's always like a bit shit. You're not going to go and do a an SPC when there's a better version of that there. We got Drogba, which is okay. Not, you know, if you, if you like that style, he's a good card and he scores loads of goals against me. Um, but, yeah, again, not, not something everybody's going out to, to do. But I just feel there needs to be a little bit more regular. If you're going to put mediocre icons out, just keep them coming. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think if you're putting Barnes and Vidic out, why not put the rest of, you know, one every few days, or the rest of the um, sort of mediocre ones that only people who really like those teams or those, those cards are going to go do. I feel like there's no reason to, to hold them back. Um, yeah, but I, I like the concept, the, the rivalry thing. That were really good. Um, but yeah, just not. Nobody nobody were getting excited about that. Uh, we spoke about on the podcast before, like they put Lineker out, super cheap. Like, sling them yeah. out all day. You know, if. if why not? If, if, why not? Exactly why not? Yeah, just put them out there. Hmm. Um, going going back to Umtiti, um, I don't think he's going to get upgrades either. I think he's a card that's that that might struggle for upgrades. Um, and like you say, for a hundred k, it's not it's not horrible value. Um, but yeah, it's not it's not it's not it's not a really exciting card, is it? But you know, people like Umtiti, French in it. People want a French French centre-back is there and he's a usable card. 
Aziz now. I just feel like there's so many French center backs now. Yeah. With better lengths, to be honest. Matt, what do you think about Icon SBCs here lately? I'm not a massive fan of them in general, as I've said it many times on the pod, so I don't feel obligated to to put more and more fodder into not getting a sort of guaranteed outcome. I, I thought that the hero SBC that came out this weekend gave you a much better idea of what you were getting and represents more value for money in terms of the cost of doing that. And I think that's been very popular in the community. Uh, and you get five to choose from. So you, you'd be very unlucky not to get at least one card worth picking out of five. So I think that's a much better use of any um, fodder that you don't mind rinsing through at this this point. And generally, I think, I think we kind of universally agree that as, as far as linkability goes, heroes are the correct play over icons generally. I think they're more useful uh, in that respect. So to be sort of squad friendly, if you're still you know, very chemistry conscious at this stage of the game, heroes is the, is the way to go. And on that, has anybody done the hero SPC? Yes. The one that came out. What'd you get? I actually had some decent ones to choose from in mine. Um, I ended up going with World Cup Akotcha because a couple of people used them against me in Weekend League and absolutely destroyed me with it. Um. I'm not a big five-star skiller, so I need to try and add that a bit to my repertoire to get the most out of it because he can do some moves that just make you look silly. And one person was playing him at striker against me and was doing something whereby he was just creating so much space and basically just left my defenders on the backside and was just scoring at will with him. So in the right hands, that card is is truly devastating. Even if you're not like super proficient in five-star skills, you can still do some pretty good damage with it so i was quite pleased with that one and he has league earn link ability which i don't have in my main team at the moment but i imagine when we get to team of the season that could come clutch you start adding some some of those cards in and he'll be ready for the with the linkage so yeah i was quite pleased with that george just said in the chat 14 unique french special center backs so far that's a lot to choose from it's a lot Paul, did you do this, the uh, Hero SPC? I did. I saw so many people packing absolute bangers. So I, I was in a rush to go do mine. And if you say, yeah, yeah, Tori, I'm ending the call right now. No, that's that's what I was expecting. I was expecting Yaya or Lucio. Yeah. Um, and I got caller. Mm. I mean, it could have been worse. I don't think so. Could it have? No, base caller. No, it couldn't no. have. No, that's about as bad as it gets, isn't it? You yeah. got four other picks worse than that. Yes. Wow. I took him for rating. Or just as bad, if maybe not worse. Yeah, just as bad. I took him because he was the highest rated because he's going right into the next one on Thursday. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked about all this content and we've been saying for weeks that we needed something to move the needle in the market, right? Not going to lie, I thought that this promo was going to be the one. But it turns out Foot Sheriff just tweeted that Foot Birthday, that Foot Birthday is confirmed to be the next promo after Fantasy Foot Team 2. So we already have leaks for the next promo before this one's even over with. 
do we think the market starts to go down harder in the next week and a half, two weeks in anticipation for what is, in my opinion, a, one of the most favorite promos of foot historically? And why didn't the market go down as much as we thought it would with big cards like this coming out? Uh, first question, I think the market does drop, definitely, because foot birthday is one of the only pro promos that can bring us like multiple end game cards that people will use, you know, five star, five star, whatever that people will use for rest of the game. Um, so I'm excited for that one and, and everybody's nervous, but um, we had a decent drop on uh, Thursday. I think it was or Wednesday when all the leaks happened and people saw heroes and Ginola and Captivia Um some cards dropped ridiculous amounts, like uh, Path to Glory and Kunku dropped from 3.2 to 2.4. Ginola dropped hard, Captivia. Loads of the big cards dropped hard, because I think people thought these cards that are coming now are going to be... They're going to break the game. This is going to be it. You know, It's going to change the power curve. Um, and then when it they actually came... There were a few really, really expensive cards that, you know, might replace a few positions in those sort of pros, high-end teams. But the rest of the stuff's just, it's just okay um, until we get upgrades in three weeks' time or whatever. So I think people realised that and went back and bought teams. I was talking to Pompal actually while it were happening. Um, and a lot of the, lot of the stuff that dropped dropped quick and hard, um, people realised and then bought back, I think. People bought back a lot of cards um, and, and they bounced back up quickly. But I think we'll see the exact same thing again. As soon as we start getting Bigfoot birthday leaks, um, we might even get a drop once we start getting Team 2 leaks. If there's some mad cards there, we might get some cards start to drop again. But there's a lot of nervousness around now. People are realising that we're getting cards that, you know, big cards that'll get into people's teams, multiple cards that'll get into people's teams. So uh, people, definitely a bit of nervousness around. I'm agreeing with what you're saying. I saw it as well. But what I kind of expected to happen was the market would kind of ripsaw, go down and come back up because people wouldn't be getting these cards in packs like they thought they would. And I feel like that's kind of been the case. I feel like it's been another sort of head fake from, from EA on these, you know, we're going to, promote these big juicy cards and i saw several times in the store with 100k packs in the store with still less than one percent chance of a hero card being in there so i do feel like it's just been another money heist basically using these cards as as bait to get people to buy in and i'm sure a lot of the other cards were packed but it's like matt said earlier there's probably not very many janolas on the market and rightfully so it needs to be rare but I feel like that's kind of the reason this market is is still so elevated and the fact that everything is going to be untradeable. It's kind of a rhetorical question, but how do they benefit from everything being untradeable, Matt? So they're, they're giving you the illusion that, that there's things out there that are worth packing, which you know, for a lot of the case there is, but they're very difficult, the stuff that you really want. Like you want the foot heroes, uh, sorry, the, um, the fantasy heroes, not fantasy cars as it currently stands right when they start getting upgraded that might be a different story but then they'll be out of packs anyway um and by getting you to commit fodder into sbcs by going out and and 
spending coins on cards to do those SBCs. They're eliminating fodder from your club. They are taking coin value out of your club in exchange for an untradeable item. And then you won't have enough to get enough uh, coinage or cards together to do stuff by the time team of the season comes around. So the boosts are coming uh, thick and fast. Every promo's significantly better than the previous one. They're creating a sort of artificial urgency or demand to do these new ones, knowing full well that just about everyone who isn't really good at trading is going to have to do some sort of reload by the time team of the season comes around. They want everyone's club dry, so expect big icon, big hero SBCs to be coming thick and fast over the next month or so because we're right on the precipice of, of team of the season and everyone needs to be dead, dead, dead as far as EA concerned by them because if they haven't got you by then, they won't get you until the beginning of next year now. Yeah, and it's kind of like, you know, they you would naturally think, okay, well, if that's the case, then if you don't have any coins, then everything else should come down in price, you would think. But by having such low supply of these highly sought after cards that keeps those cards elevated because there's so demand is still in control, which keeps them higher for those people who have held out with coins. It's, it really is a brilliant marketing strategy from a business standpoint, albeit I'll say it's borderline unethical in my opinion, but Paul, is this what you kind of see happening from them? And do you expect it to continue even more going forward into the next titles? Yeah, we're heading to, more and more untradeable teams and you've been able to go purchase stuff from the store. Like if you look at one of the packs that's in the store now, 3,000 FIFA points, you get 70 rare golds, five of them guaranteed, 86 or higher, with a team of the year loan icon. Um, Like people are going to, this Hero SBC came out the other day, it needed three cards, 85 and above. in the lowest rated squad. If people haven't got that and you spend FIFA points, you think, quick, quick. It's always like that urgency that you're going to miss out, you're going to miss out. So people quickly go out, buy one of those packs and go do the SBC. Um, But yeah, people just don't have many tradable cards in the team. Like I think in previous years, um, we would get panic like we saw this week and people would go sell five, six, seven cards out of the team because they thought they were going to lose coins on them. Um, They'd sell those cards. Those cards might drop. They might rebound. But either way, you're losing money on EA tax or you're losing coins because the cards have dropped. Um, You know, so people were continually losing coins each week from selling the teams after weekend league, selling in panic. You know, people were always losing coins. That's not really the case this year. Like if you look at a lot of people's teams, they've got, and I know I keep beating this drum, but they've got eight, nine untradeable cards in the team. They've got, then those other few spaces are left with high end meta cards, you know, that might be worth a mil or, or more. So when people are going and selling off cards, they're only selling off a couple of cards. Um, and it's you know they're not they're not losing too many coins. They'll go buy them back because the 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 you know the 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 fluctuations on those high end cards are not 
are not as big. But yeah, well, this is this is the route we're heading down now. More and more of these gamble SPCs trying to pack something. Like we all did with the Hero SPC. We wanted to pack one of those. Lucio, yeah, yeah. Hello, Arion. Do you know, you know, we all wanted to pack those cards, and, and that's the the chase now, isn't it? That's what that's what people are after. They're trying to pack those cards, and EA are just going to give us more and more opportunities to do that, like they do now. With you see the objectives with eighty four times fives and eighty two times eleven, just constantly giving us opportunities to pack cards or if you're not packing cards you've got fodder to go do the next gamble SPC that comes and the game's going to become more of that and ultimately you're going to be able to go into the store and buy a, a hero pack or a you know 89 plus icon attacker you know it's going to be more and more or even just being able to buy the cards outright yeah that's true and, you know, George makes a good point too. He said he wonders if the chem- if the chemistry system has contributed to people being happier with their foot team. So happy to play on zero now as opposed to someone who was losing stats, so not buying as many cards, which I can definitely see that being a thing. And it's kind of been one of the deals for me too. Like there's certain cards that are just so good that I don't care if they're on zero chem because they don't necessarily lose anything. They just don't necessarily gain the chemistry style. So I think that definitely plays a role into this. Matt, what do you think? Yeah, I think that could be a contributing factor. Equally as much, I think, it's the five subs as well because everyone now wants a stat bench. So basically the the requirement is you need almost double the amount of, of really good players to be able to you know really go to war in your competitive game modes because subs are so crucial in this game. Um, so having to have almost double the amount of quality is expensive. Um so there's going to be less sort of trades in, in, in those respects as well. There's all sorts of things, but it just goes to show that EA are, are very deliberate and meticulous in their approach. This is definitely not a happy accident. They're, they're doing it on purpose. Uh, and as Paul said, this is just the way things are going now. It's, it's a different game than what we've been used to over the years. The market is slowly changing into a different direction where your trading might become a thing of the past in the non too distant future and everything will go this untradeable route. Uh, it'll give you a more control on what they can sell you in certain countries where legislation would prevent them from doing anything that's sort of um, random loot boxy type stuff, which they've been making a killing on for years. So they're slowly weaning us into a different direction where they can still legally you know, make a lot of money. And, it's not all doom and gloom, I don't think. I think a lot of people are sort of happy with the situation they find themselves in. People enjoy doing SBCs as long as the content keeps coming thick and fast and you give people ways of accumulating fodder without spending money in addition to getting fodder via spending money. So as long as they keep both avenues open, I think most people will be okay with it, to be honest. Yeah. I, I think as well, I think this is a good thing. I think now you can so many cards are more accessible and not even necessarily the ones you want but you're going to pack good cards along the way while you're doing these um icon spcs or hero spcs you're getting some insane cards along the way in your team and 
having a, a great untradeable team, I feel really, really beneficial because you're not having to worry about losing a million coins on a card over the year. You've just got it or you and you can use it or you do the SBC. You've got that card, it's there. Um, you know, the majority of my team, 80, 80, 80% or more of my team all year has been untradeable and it's been it's been great not having to worry about selling cards because they're, they're going down or they might go up or, yeah, it's it, it benefits everyone. It doesn't benefit the traders when there's no transfer market, but yeah. I do like... It makes it more beginner-friendly, like you say, Paul, yeah. because there is no difficult decisions to sort of be made week to week. You either want to do an SBC or do a particular card, you go and get it, and then you don't have to worry about the, the value of it later on. Um, what it does do is is take away the transfer market, which you know is a big factor for people like yourself and me. Uh, that's half the game to us. So if that went away, would we still feel as good about playing the game as as we have done over the years? I'd have to see what they replace it with, but that would take a big chunk of the appeal out of the game for me. So I hope it's it's either succeeded by something meaningful or it stays in there in some form or another. But I think this is, this is the way it's going to go now because it's, it's more friendly for people who don't play the game as, as hardcore as we do or people who listen to our podcast probably do. The less difficult decisions they have for people to make, the better they can just get on and enjoy playing the game in a casual way and don't have to worry about the larger ramifications of the value of their cards day-to-day, week-to-week. They can just get on and, and enjoy themselves, which is no bad thing, really. Yeah. The gameplay would have to be phenomenal if there were no transfer <laughs> market. That's a good one. That's a good one. I, I, I take, take the transfer market if you can guarantee me perfect gameplay. I think that's a fair yeah. grade. take it. Mm-hmm. Take it. Yeah. Okay. Careful what you ask for, guys. Mm. I think it would drive a lot of people away from the game, personally. I think there's so many people that don't even play the game that strictly just play the market and create content based around the market that have such huge followings. I I just, you would have to have phenomenal gameplay, like you say, or something, something to supplement this because there's a, such a large group of people that they don't even give a shit about the game. They just like to trade and, you know, basically monetize the market without even playing the game. There's several big time community, I guess you could say influencers that probably are terrible at the game because they don't play it there, but they're good at the market. So I think that could be a bad thing. And I know a few people personally that have been around the game for a long time that have said, if they go all, all untradeable, I'm out, you know, and we'll see if they put their money where their mouth is, but yeah, it's definitely something to consider. It's a tough one. isn't it? I think the market is, it's been tough this year with, you know, trying to snipe anything or, you know, get really good deals on like fluctuation trades being really difficult because of extensions, bots, the amount of people on the game is, it's been difficult. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, it will be shit without a transfer market, but you think it would, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know how, he, how, how he stop all that extra stuff, you know, the bots, the extensions, all that without, You'd have to do like they did in FIFA 15 and just completely remove the companion in the web app. Remember when coin buying was out of control and they just completely disabled the web app and the yeah, companion? Yeah, but then and that, it definitely fixed it. You're a bit screwed then, though, because the time I have yeah. on console, I yeah. like to play, 
and I don't trade on console very rarely. You've got to make a choice then, haven't you? Like, do you trade while you're on there or do you just play the game? And I'd probably just play the game if I'm really honest. You could just set up remote play from your home to work. Then you could still do it. You could do. There we go. See? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's Fuck the, way the companion app and the web app. Yeah. Get rid of it now. Mm-hmm. We're going to start a Patreon. Yeah. Remote play Remoting Patreon. In. Okay. Well, that's going to wrap us up. We have some some questions and hot takes, but we're going to get into that on the next one. We'll end the show on the next one with that. So anything else you guys want to add before we close out? Oh, me, me hero pack one as bad as I made out. Well, it was for me. I got a duplicate smaller egg. Base Gomez, World Cup Nakata, and Base Call. So it mm. won't, you know, but I took Call to see what highest rate. The rest of them had, were fodder anyway. Just a very quick one for me, actually, before we uh, disappear. I know that there's quite a few people in Discord who have some decent Serie A players, and the team of the week, Orsolini. Only 86 rated, costs about 15, 16k. That card is mega. It's one of the smoothest dribbling cards I've used all season. Um, the stats are sort of just about in the right place, you know, just above 90 pace, 90 dribbling, just really got on the ball. Lovely uh, long range finesse. Definitely worth a punt. And you now it's, it's no risk. You'll get your money back on 15, 16k purchase if you don't like it. But if you're rocking Serie A, I'll give it a go. Promise you, you'll like it. Well, speaking of Matt Meta and Serie A, Matt, you'd be you'd be proud to know that I'm rocking a midfield that has at least six foot tall players. Well, I presume one of those is uh, Locatelli and Pogba mm-hmm. and Tony Cruz. So I've got a Matt Meta midfield, and I'm still fucking crushing it in rivals with this Locatelli with this budget team. I know we're we're extending the sort of end of the show, <laughs> so slightly going into Whatever. overtime. But Locatelli, um, that's a it's an interesting one because I got rid of my team of the World Cup, Casemiro, to get him into my team, thinking he would be, you know, just more of a clogger. But that is just a really good on-the-ball player. You know, he's solid defensively. He's a CDM as well, but he can do it all. He he is a really good, solid box-to-box midfielder. So again, Serie A links, Juventus links. So if you've got a Pogba, you really should have done Locatelli. If you didn't, I don't know what you're playing Mm -hmm. at, but... Really, really enjoy using that card. It is very, very smooth. Just glides around the pitch real nice. So, yeah. Fair play to you for, for going the, the, the six-foot-plus route. Um, I'm using um, as my two CDMs, the Locatelli and this week's Team of the Week, uh, Zambo and Gisa, who's also really good and strong links to the Napoli players like Osimhen. And Kavashkeli, if you've got him, and they're bound to be more for our team of the season. So there's actually been some some okay team of the week cards in, in this last week. I was disappointed I didn't get a red or Cellini uh, in my picks when I finished weekend league, but never mind. The the team of the week, really good card. Yeah, Furpo is a good one. They're doing well with team of the weeks. I like what they've been doing recently with them. Yeah, the only problem is they're, they're practically giving them away. I, I pack like a team of the week almost in every pack I open at the minute. Yeah. So there's so many of them out there. Oh, Paul, you, you mentioned the Memphis SPC. Yeah, we did forget about the probably one of the best SPCs we've had in a while, um, Memphis Depay. I have just completed him, so I haven't used him yet. But he's probably going to get two, three, maybe four upgrades. 
Um, mm. He scored two at the weekend. Like <laughs> well, yesterday or Saturday, maybe he scored two. So he hopefully he carries on that form after the after the seventeenth because um, he could get up to a, a ninety three, I think ninety three. Yeah, he's got three star weak foot, but he's got outside of foot uh, five star skills. Uh, yeah, looks looks really nice, and I think he's one of those cards that's always pretty decent, as decent as you can be with three star weak foot. But you know, let's hope that that uh, outside of the foot makes up for that. Yeah, maybe me and Wyatt shit all over him though. Oh, so you know he's got good links on he as well. La Liga, he's Dutch. Three star weak foot. The best Dutch SPC we've had him. A long time. Three star weak foot. I was going to say the three star weak foot was was end of story for me. I was like, I'm not getting anywhere near that. Yeah. As soon as I saw that, I was like, no thanks. See you later. He's got five star skills. Three star weak foot. Outside of foot shot. We'll see. I'm going to send you some clips, boys. Are you ready? I hope you do with his weak foot. No, not his weak foot. I had any clips of his weak <laughs> foot. That'd just be silly, wouldn't it? It wouldn't. It'd like not. It'd prove your point. I'm going to prove my. You got to show me the misses too. You can't just show me the good ones. You got to show me the bad. No, I'm just it's just highlight reel only. Oh, this is propaganda. We can't do this. I gotta go. <laughs> That's the show. Right. Fuck off. If you want to follow us, follow us on Twitter. Check the links in the show notes. If you want to keep up to date with all this new content, don't forget check the links in the show notes from FIFA U team. They've got trackers for all of that. If you're not in the Discord, join the Discord. That's also in the show notes. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for coming in. Later. Right. Fucking fucked. Podcast Network.